All right, welcome to, I guess, episode one of Girls Who Grieve. So I thought about doing this for so long, so it's so weird to kind of finally be in a place that I'm doing this and I'm ready to kind of start on this adventure. Um, I'm making this podcast for a very specific group of people. I mean, anybody can listen to it. I'm sure multiple people will, of all walks of life, will find their way onto this, but I'm making this podcast for the people going through absolutely tremendous loss. Um, and that's kind of what today's episode is just going to be about, is kind of just getting to know me a little bit and why I'm doing this and what you can expect from this, I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go along, but my name's Audrey and I am coping with an incredibly difficult loss. I lost my father to cancer um, just over a year ago now. Um, and the devastating impact it's had on my life has just, I guess in a way, inspired me to find a community of other people who are like me in dealing with devastating loss, because I think loss is one of those things that like, I, I know they say this, but it's just so true. Like, you don't know what it's like until it's happened to you. And this podcast is going to be for people who just really feel like they can't find anyone in this world who knows what they're feeling. Like, I know what you're feeling. Kind of. Not even completely, because whoever you lost, it was a different circumstance. It was a different person. It was, you know... So you're having different feelings. You might be in a different place than I am, but there's just somebody else out there who's hurting too. And maybe we can find comfort in that. I don't know. I don't know why that's comforting. I don't know. Like, cause it's so horrible to know other people are hurting, but there's something about just knowing that maybe you're not alone in the world that is comforting. I don't know. I don't know why it feels comforting, but it does a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Um, I kind of want to put some disclaimers out there of what these episodes are going to look like because the last thing I would ever want to do is make someone who's not feeling good feel even worse, um, which I have found has happened to me a lot in my grief. Um, I've picked up a book to read it or I've sat down to have a conversation with somebody thinking it was going to help and it actually just made me feel a lot worse. And so it's very important to me to kind of put disclaimers out there so you guys know what you're going to be getting from this podcast. So if you're just like, this isn't for me, I'm not offended um, because I do deal with my grief a little bit differently than others do. If I could put this in a genre. I don't know if this is a real genre or I just made it up. And if I am, please someone reach out and tell me how I can copyright it. Um, I would call it like comedic education. I've never heard of that before, but I think that's a thing. And 
the two parts of that is first of all the comedic relief part of it all I am a huge comedic relief person I since my dad died I have relied so heavily on humor and so heavily on being able to laugh and make jokes and yeah like have I do have a very dark sense of humor which has only been heightened by this and I like to joke around and I like to make very uncomfortable jokes and sometimes inappropriate jokes about all this because it is how I cope and it is how I'm able to find some joy when there feels like there's none left and so if that is something that does not sit well with you or could be very triggering to you I would highly recommend this not be in your regular rotation because that is just how I cope and how I heal and I'm hoping to maybe find some people along the way who are able to do that as well but if you're not one of those people that is okay you don't have to be it's not wrong if you're not it's not wrong that I am but it's totally not wrong if you're not um so yeah I just don't ever want to say things or make jokes about things you might not find funny um because everybody's in a different place with this, you know, there's no right or wrongs, there's just where we're all at, and um, that that's going to be a large part of what this podcast is, is finding ways to kind of casually and comedically talk about something that's not casual and that's not funny, but maybe we can find that together, and that's, that's really why I'm making this podcast, like, I, there's so many grief podcasts out there, and they're so amazing, like, if you want to reflect, or if you want to look at things and really kind of dig deep, and I think that's great, I think that there's times in my grief and places in my grief where I need that, I need somebody to really just kind of help me sort through my feelings help me sort through my grief and it's just I I do love it but it was becoming increasingly hard for me to listen to these podcasts like on my way to work or on my way home from work or while I'm getting ready because it was just I would end up in a pool of tears by the end of it because I'm sitting here reflecting on something that makes waking up in the morning hard and it was just like I wasn't finding anything that really filled filled my need of just like needing to kind of like talk about it casually or talk about it in a funny way and that's kind of where the idea for this podcast came from my hope is that this is something that people who are grieving or going through something can listen to on the way to work and yeah you know you can feel like you spent some time with your grief but maybe you know you didn't you know, cry or you didn't, you know, really, I don't know, you don't feel drained at the end of it. That's really important to me. I never want someone to listen to this and feel drained at all. Um, so I wanted to put that disclaimer out there if you're just like not, not into the, uh, the comedy of it all, that's okay. Don't, don't feel pressured, um, to laugh if you don't think I'm funny or, um, please just don't listen if it's not going to make you feel, feel good. I, I would hate that more than anything. Um, and then the second half of this is the education piece. And it's because if there's one thing I have learned through all of this, which there's not, there's like 5,000 things that I've learned through all this. But if I could like pinpoint one of the biggest ones, it's that we live in a society that has been given no education around how to speak to and support and love and make space for people who are hurting. It's just not something we have 
made a priority in our society, which is so like incredibly unfortunate because a lot, all of the population I feel at some point in time will face a loss. You know, it could be very early on in life. You know, there's kids who are going through loss. Could be, you may not experience a loss to your way later in life, but at some point, everybody is going to cope with some kind of loss. And the fact that we are not placing more importance on how to effectively support these people, it's kind of mind-blowing because, like I said, it's something everybody's going to deal with. You know, we we place importance on things like how to support people that somebody might grow through. This is something everybody is going to go through. And like, why are we not making this a bigger deal? <sighs> so something I'm going to talk a lot about on this podcast. But the disclaimer for this one comes is I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not certified in any way. I have no education myself on the subject. Everything I know about this comes from my own personal experiences, my own personal therapy sessions, my own reading, my own research. Like, so And it may not apply to everyone. What I feel like is supportive or what I feel like I needed in this time that I wasn't given and the way I feel like you should talk to people who are grieving and how I feel like you should treat people, it's it's not a, it's guidelines, it's a suggestion, it's a, a brief guide. This is not a rule book, okay? So this is not facts, this is not scientific facts. Um, I don't know any of those really, um... But if I do, I'll, I'll, I'll say scientific fact before I say it. Um, but no, this is from my personal experience. So just keep that in mind. So like if you don't agree with something I said, like I don't need your emails. Like I don't need letters. Like just, you know, just kind of know that I'm putting this out there. This is my experience. This is what I've gone through and what I think and, you know, could could apply, could not. But, you know, here we are. So I just wanted to put those things out there because I know that this is such a tender and sensitive subject that I just don't want anyone to feel not heard or feel offended or I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, my, my goal here is, I don't know, maybe, like I said, just for you to listen and think, hmm, there, there's somebody out there who kind of gets it not totally because nobody can totally get your loss and I think it's important to repeat that over and over again because nobody can totally understand your loss because it's so it's like a fingerprint it's so unique to you nobody's grief is the same um but it matters and it's really really important that we talk about this stuff um so what I'm going to do now is I kind of want to share my story with you guys a little bit. Um, it's probably going to be like the hardest episode to make because this is where I'm going to like kind of like bear my soul a little bit, but I, you know, it's what I'm signing up to do. Um, as I stated, I lost my father about a year ago, just over a year ago to stage four pancreatic cancer. And kind of flipped my world upside down not kind of it completely flipped my world upside down it didn't doesn't even feel like it flipped my world upside down it feels like I got transported to a different planet like it doesn't feel like the same world anymore like it can't be if he's not in it you know um my dad and I had a very complicated relationship 
which is something else you're going to hear a lot about on the show because I think it's important to talk about, you know, just because we lost someone doesn't mean that they had this, we had this perfect fairy tale relationship with them. Sometimes we can lose somebody and the relationship was really, really complicated, which makes the grief really, really complicated. Um, so we're going to go over that and address that. So if you are, if that applies to you, just know that that's something I'm going to talk about at some point too, because I think it's important to mention, but, um, we had a complicated relationship and I will say that because my dad was like my biggest confidant. Like I would go to my dad for everything. Like I told him everything. I would go to him for everything. I really, really valued his advice. I valued his opinion. Like I valued just like who he was. Like he was such an amazing role model. And then at the same time, he was my harshest critic. Like I worked overtime to impress him to make him proud of me and he was really 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 hard on me and I know it's just because he wanted me to be the best I could possibly be but there was a lot of resentment that went along with that um so it did make our relationship complicated and I moved away from home um in 2016 I moved away from home or was that, I'm sorry, 2018. I moved away from home in 2018. Sorry, I'm doing math in my head. Yeah, I moved away from home in the beginning of 2018, which was right about the time, I would say within six months, my dad got really, really sick. Like, and it was out of nowhere. He just, he he was complaining a lot about stomach pains and saying, my stomach hurts, my stomach hurts. And he kind of stopped eating. He started to get really, really weak and really tired. And, you know, it was, it was very alarming. He didn't go to work as much. Um, he ran a business and he just wasn't going in as much. And he was kind of starting to become very reclusive and then out of nowhere, things really started escalating and he was falling a lot. He was having trouble walking for long periods of time. It was really, really alarming. And I was living away from home at the time. I wasn't living at home. And, you know, my sister was still in our hometown and it was just kind of like all fell on her and she had no idea what was going on. We were taking him to doctor after doctor after doctor. And the doctors were like, he's fine. He's totally fine. Um, and then he ended up in a very long stint in the hospital. Um, the summer of 2019, um, he was in the hospital in our hometown. Then he ended up in the hospital in the city where I was at because things got really escalated. He was in the hospital for like almost a month and they couldn't find anything wrong with him. Like he was totally fine. And, um, I'll never forget that time because I got to, I slept in his hospital room every single night and I just, I don't know, like that time is such a standstill moment in my memory. Um, but anyways, he came back home and that, like I said, that was the summer of 2019. And then by Christmas of 2019, he couldn't walk anymore couldn't walk anymore he couldn't eat more than I don't know maybe as much as like a toddler would eat probably less honestly um he was in constant pain he slept all day every day it was just it was bad it was really really bad um and then he went into the hospital of January of 
getting my years mixed up. No. Okay, that would have been January 2019. I'm sorry, guys. I'm totally screwing up this timeline. I moved in 2017. He was in the hospital summer of 2018. January of 2019. Yeah, he went into the hospital. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This just like, it becomes a blur, you know? Like, all becomes a blur. Um, he went into the hospital, and um, I'll never forget that the day... Um, they said that he had pancreatic cancer and I'll never forget them just looking at us and being like we just missed it like it's kind of one of those things that it's like those words will always echo in my mind like we just missed it like countless doctor's appointments a month in the hospital, another hospital stay that was like a little bit shorter, but probably total like six weeks in the hospital. Like so, so many tests, so many this, so many that, like we missed it. Like he was dying in front of us and you just missed it. Like it's one of those things that I'll probably talk about a little bit more like as we go on because it's something I still can't like fully wrap my mind around. Like somebody a healthy guy my dad was super healthy he was super like into being active and he was a healthy eater and you know all these different things and it's like we watched him deteriorate in front of us and you missed it like I didn't miss it I watched it like I watched every second of it like how do you how do you miss it I don't know I, I, I could go off on tangents about this which I will at some point so forgive me when I do but he was no longer a candidate for treatment at that point. Obviously, he was incredibly weak. He wouldn't make it through surgery. He wouldn't make it through chemo. He wouldn't, that he just, that was, yeah. And, um, so he was sent home on hospice about, um, towards the end of January. Um, and it was awful. <laughs> You're literally like, it's a front row seat best seat in the house to just watch someone die it's I would not wish hospice on my worst enemy okay I should say the process of hospice like go taking your loved one home to die like obviously hospice the company we worked with was phenomenal they were amazing they were so helpful and kind and just wonderful so I, I just want to be clear what I'm talking about I'm talking about the process of watching it all go down but the hospice employees were phenomenal we had this one nurse she was from Costa Rica and my dad just adored her he loved her so much he would ask for her every single day um that was the blessing in it all. The blessing in it all was he was so alert when we were home. He threw a Super Bowl party because he was just such a little rager. Um, and, you know, he kind of, all his friends got to come see him and bring him gifts. And I don't, like, why Why would you bring somebody, like, I just, like, thinking about it, I can't help but love, like, why would you bring someone who's dying a gift? Like, what, do you, what are they going to do with that? But again, it's, like, people don't know what to do. And it's, like, it's so, like, comical to think about because it's, like, why would you do that? Like, why would you bring a gift? I remember somebody brought him, like, this, like, super aged, like, very expensive bottle of tequila. And it's, like why like what god it's so kind because they mean it in a kind way but it's like what what prompted you to do that like why would you do that but again we don't know how to handle people dying we just don't know how and um 
so yeah anyways um so he was incredibly alert when we were home he was incredibly alert he was very like he could talk to us we got to have a lot of great conversations um but you know it's not enough it's never enough um in february 10th he passed and i was there my sister was there our significant others were there and it was just weirdly it was like a very beautiful moment like that's weird to say but it was like if I had to think about how that moment was going to happen, it was what I needed it to be, I guess, if that makes sense. But we passed. Um, and I've been in survival mode since, you know. I Some very complicated things happened in regards to family, um, which I probably will talk about at some point because I think it's something that you know, family stuff gets very complicated when you lose somebody. And it's so hard because it's like, for a million reasons, which I could probably do like seven episodes on that. So I'll get into it. You know, I won't go into like nitty gritty awful details just out of so much respect for all the parties involved. And I just think it's tacky. But it's something I do think that needs to be addressed. Because if you are in a place where you're dealing with a complicated family situation, I think that's important to address. Um, and I think it's important that you know you're not alone in that and you don't feel ashamed or hurt or, well, you're going to feel hurt, but like, or you can feel ashamed too. Like, I'm not telling you how to feel. Like, you can feel anything you want to feel, but I just want you to feel supported in those emotions, which I think maybe a good way to do that would be to talk about mine. So we'll get to that. I really don't want to get into that right now, but we'll get into it. Um, but yeah, and then... Um, something else I'm gonna, you know, be talking about a lot is that I, in dead center of the middle of this, found the person that I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with. And how, how complicated is that? Because how do you fall in love with someone when your heart is breaking? Like, realistically, I had to fall in love with somebody heartbroken. Like, have you, like, what? Why? Why? Like, you know, like, the timing of life like and that's just we'll we'll talk about that too like maybe you found your partner you were newly with your partner when your stuff went down and you know eventually I would love to get his perspective as well because it's just we you know kind kind of came together in the middle of tragedy and it was just like the effects that that had on our relationship because I was a very very I've just struggled and you know it's had a lot of effect on who I am and you know in our relationship and things like that so you know, there's a lot of facets to my story that maybe you can relate to or, you know, that we're going to talk about and we're going to get through. And I don't want this first episode to be too long because it's really just kind of be meant for you to get to know what you can expect moving forward. But the biggest, biggest takeaway that I want you to have is that by listening to this podcast, I hope it can feel like you're sitting down with a friend a friend who is a safe place and a friend who wants to do everything they can to understand you and is so interested in everything you think and you feel and I I just I want this to feel like a hug I guess is the best way that sounds so weird to say but it's like the best description I can give it it's like I want listening to this podcast you feel just like you're being given a hug and just being told like not that it's gonna be okay I hated being told it's gonna be okay because you know like is it you don't know like you don't know but just 
I just want it to be like you're being given a hug and just saying like I, I want you to feel like I'm saying just I'm here like I don't know what that means I don't know what I'm here for I don't know what this is all gonna look like but I'm here and somebody's here and that's just I don't know in my grief that's been the most the only moments I have found comfort is when somebody has just told me like hey I I'm here and left it kind of open-ended whether it was like whatever I needed to fill in the blank I think people say I'm here but they're they always kind of have like an agenda behind it like they're here for whatever they feel comfortable for and that's just not how grief works because sometimes you need certain things sometimes you need nothing sometimes you you don't know what you need but so I'm here open-ended fill in your blank um that's all I really have for today I'm gonna be dropping episode two soon so praying no one was so put off by this first episode that you'll come back so one wasn't that funny I feel like it really hyped up my humor in the beginning and I was like I didn't say anything funny even once so what a letdown that was am I right um but I like promise I'm kind of funny so if you come back for episode two just that there will be laughs okay just you, you just have to trust me I know you I've done nothing for you to trust me so far but just trust me it'll be episode two will be funny okay well that like I said that's all I have just take care of yourself right now in all ways in whatever place you're at just take really good care of yourself right now